Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Welcome back to week and five I'll of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. So coming back now, and we are fully invested in this thing. If I sound a little clear right now, it's because I got a little drunk on Friday night and did some drunk shopping on Amazon and purchased a microphone uh, so I can sound clear. We had a... Listener of ours, a good friend, Josh Irby, basically said we sound like shit salesmen with a mouthful of samples and that we needed some professional mics. So I bought one. Travis, you bought one too, and it's on the way? Yeah, mine's on the way. So, so. Travis will have it next week. We'll be professionally sounding mofos come next week. And if you follow us on the socials, you probably saw my embarrassing ass shirt uh, Monday afternoon, Monday evening that yeah. Travis posted. It was great. Got lots of laughter in the office. Uh, thank you, Jack Nations, for the punishment. Yeah, I escaped a punishment this week by one point. Thank you, Denver Broncos. Yeah, I was going to say if pains me to say it, but the Chiefs are still undefeated. But. Yeah, if the, if Denver didn't cover the, I mean, if the Chiefs would have covered the spread last night, uh, you definitely would be facing a punishment because you would be sitting at two five and one for the week. But I didn't, and they covered, so we're good. They did. We both finished three, four, and one. Um, the one being that that plus, uh, I mean, that minus seven for the Rams. They won by seven, so it was a push. Um, so we counted that as a tie. So on the year, Travis is 16, 14, and one, still really solid. I am 11, 20, and one. However, Travis did not escape the weekend without losing all of his money that he had on Bovada because okay. <laughs> of the right. Cleveland Browns and the referees. Hey. I have a winning record, and everyone has an off week. Just ask the St. Louis Cardinals. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. They have, they, have, they have an off winter. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually doing pretty good. I ended the weekend a little bit up on top, but I still gained, won about 10% of my money. So, um, But, yeah, so we're both, we both had, had a decent weekend um, gambling-wise, and we actually have some exciting news. We have our first guest today. We're going to introduce them on the other side of their segment, first and ten. So play the clip. First and 10 from the 45-yard line. Here we go. Here's our first guest of the Two Drunk Brothers in a podcast. Um, we have with us Ethan Short. Ethan, you want to say hi? How's it going, guys? Ethan is an avid baseball fan. He, he lives and breathes baseball. It's a su- surprising if he doesn't have baseball on all 162 games of the season. We brought him on because we got a little preseason or postseason action going this week, picking up tonight. Real quick, hold up, Ethan. Anything you want to plug? Um, Ethan, by the way, is a good friend of ours. Lived with us for a year in Columbia, so we know him really well. He's a great dude. Any social medias you want to plug? Um, honestly, just follow my Twitter, at RealE underscore short. That's about all I care about. I tweet a lot about baseball. If you don't like that, sorry about it. That's what you're going to get. There you go. This is what this is about. Um, on tap, we have the, our postseason predictions coming up for you guys. 
So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run it down. We're gonna do um, both NLDS games, uh, NLDS series. We'll briefly talk about the wild card games that are going on tonight and tomorrow night. Both NLDS series, both ALDS series. Their NLCS winner, our NLCS MVP, ALCS winner, ALCS MVP, World Series and World Series MVP. So that'll be the ten things we'll talk about in our first and ten segment. It's gonna last a little longer than ten minutes, so we're not gonna do a Q and A this week. Ethan's gonna be joining us for the rest of the podcast for the first and 10 and for a degenerate's digest. So we'll get a heavy dose of everything this weekend. So Ethan, let's go and lead it off. I know you said right now the Cubs are winning one. I mean, the Rockies are winning one, nothing, right? Yeah. Rockies winning one, nothing. Um, I actually had them to win and I had them to win by quite a bit. And my only reason for that was because of their starting pitching. Freeland is going for the Rockies and he's a strikeout pitcher and the Cubs are a strikeout team. Um, Lester, not great at home this season, has an ERA near four, and Freeland plays better at night, and he's also pretty good on the road. So Sweet. that's why I picked him. Good matchup. Rockies are hitting well. Probably doesn't help. He's used to pitching in Colorado. Where right. Absolutely. Home runs. So yeah, it's good. That's awesome. Yeah, I have the Rockies winning as well. Uh, uh, the Brewers. Yeah, I did. I, I had the Rockies winning as well. I actually put some money on the Rockies, $5.00. No, it's not a big bet, but I'm not super confident in baseball, but I did throw some money on the Rockies tonight, money line. So it was like plus go. 125. Dang. Yep. Nice. They're up one nothing, bottom three. Let's move on to the first matchup, the NLDS, Braves versus Dodgers. What do you got for us, E? Uh, Braves, Dodgers, I hate to say it. I don't – I've never been a fan of them. Still not a fan of them. But I do have the – Dodgers over the Braves. I have them sweeping the Braves, actually. The Braves' bullpen is shaky. Um, Dodgers' bench is really good as well. So those late-inning games, when it comes down to the bullpen, the Braves' bullpen versus the Dodgers' firepower, it's tough to come by. Um, they won the season series 5-2. to two, And Kershaw isn't playing the Cardinals. So he's not <laughs> playing the Cardinals. Yeah. He's not going to have any problems. <laughs> and they do have David Freeze. So postseason yeah. legend. Yeah, um... The Dodgers overall have better bats and pitching. Also, the Braves division this year is pretty dog shit. They didn't have much competition. Um, so, I hate to see it, but I got Dodgers in four. Uh, so, we're going clean sweep here. Uh, no pun intended, but I had the Dodgers in five, actually. I think it's going to be a little more competitive, maybe. Um, but like you guys said, the Dodgers pitching is just too good. Ethan, I actually had that written down. Kershaw is money against everyone except the cards in the postseason. So, I think he'll play well. And if when it does go five, Kershaw will probably throw game five. I think he ends up throwing a stellar game five. Braves are good, though. I think they're a year or two away yeah. from being perennial favorites. So I like the Braves. It's just a year too early. I have Dodgers in five. There we go. You heard it here. Um, let's move on to the other NLDS matchup, Cubs-Rockies. We all have Rockies versus, versus Brewers. Um, what do you got for us, Ethan? I have the Brewers over the Rockies. I have it in five. Um, Brewer's starting staff isn't that great, but they've gotten the job done this year. The biggest thing about them is their offense. Obviously, at the uh, midpoint in the season, they added a lot of offensive weapons. A lot of it didn't really make sense. They had to shuffle around their infield, and their infield doesn't make a lot of sense right now. But their outfield defense is so great. Um, they have a stacked lineup top to bottom. It's going to be hard to beat that lineup, especially since the Rockies don't have any stellar pitching past Freeland. And he's throwing a night. Yeah, that's true. Um, I kind of have agree on there. Actually, I had Brewers in five as well. Um, I see it being kind of close if it comes down to it. The Rockies may be able to take it, but the Brewers are on a roll right now. 
and everything clicking on all cylinders. Um, Yell just playing like a madman. Um, so Brewers and five for me. Um, again, another clean, another clean sweep. Uh, I had the Brewers. I didn't necessarily over the Rockies. I had Rockies slash Cubs, but I still think no matter who they played, the Brewers was. I have them in three. I think they're going to sweep whoever they play. Because um, think about it, the Rockies or the Cubs, no matter who it is, they'll have just been coming off playing two elimination games in a row. Um, yeah. So they played on Monday and they're playing tonight. They will get a day's rest tomorrow and then play again on Thursday, right? The first game will be on Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, still, though, I mean, you just got them playing two elimination games, two days in a row. You use both your best pitcher and your second best pitcher in, in those matchups just to get to this series. And the Brewers' offense is just way too dominant. Um, so I think it's going to be mentally exhausting for the Rockies or the Cubs, whoever wins that matchup. I will take Brewers in three over both of those. Chris and, like, like Travis said, Christian Yelich is playing out of his mind right now. Um, and they have Eric Thames coming off the bench. So I think that's just how they're going to win, and they're going to sweep whoever they play. There we go. We, uh, we're on the same page here. Let's move on to the ALDS. Um, we got Indians versus Astros. What you got? I honestly, when I first looked at this, I didn't even want to give this a second thought. I figured Houston in three wouldn't even be close. But I started to look, and the Indians' top three starting rotation is just unbelievable this year. They played a really bad division, so that probably propped up some of their stats. And they also don't have Trevor Bauer. He's coming out of the bullpen for the ALDS because he's been hurt. I still have Houston over the Indians. I have it in four because I think Kluber, Carrasco, or Clevenger pulls out a win. But they are playing Verlander and Keuchel and Cole, and that's going to be a tough matchup in itself. And Houston's offense is just ridiculous. So, yeah, it'll be a tough matchup. But I do think that Houston takes it regardless. I, uh, I'm i on the same page a little bit with you there. I, I even had down – I'm like, it's going to be hard to go against Verlander, Cole, and Keuchel, uh, and especially in such a small series like this. I'd like to see the Indians take it just because I hate repeat just people going back to the playoffs, but I think it's going to come down to the pitching, which the Astros had the best ranked pitching in the MLB this season. Um, same with Ethan. And I said they, they will take it in four. Um, our first disagreement guys. Uh, I actually have the Indians over the Astros in four. The Astros are, they have some good veteran presence. I just – I don't like picking repeat champions in baseball just because it's probably, in my opinion, the hardest sport to repeat as champion in in all of the four major sports. It's so hard to repeat a champion to win 180-plus games – or not win – not but play 180-plus games and win back-to-back years. So I say they fail to repeat. Um, you know, and for the exact reason why Ethan said the Indians, you know, they played in a bad division, they might have propped them up. I think it kind of helps them out. They didn't get banged up. They played some easy competition. They – Probably didn't have to give 110% every time they went out there and played. So I have the Indians in four. You got to think Josh Donaldson is playing in Minute Maid. That dude is going to hit some piss missiles. And probably I could say I could see him and Lindor having a big series. I have Indians in four. I was about to say, too, that their offense got a lot better at the midway point as well with the additions of Donaldson. And they have Jose Ramirez. Who's, yeah, Jose yeah. Ramirez may hit five home runs that season. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I have, I have Indians over Astros in four, so our, our, our first disagreement there. All right. I, uh, I don't blame you. So on the other ALDS matchup, um, first of all, we have the play-in game versus – or the wild card game versus the A's and the Yankees going tomorrow night. Um, so let's just, let's just have everyone do their play-in game or the wild card game winner and then roll right into their, to their ALDS pick against the Reds. All right. 
Uh, I'll just I'll, I'll hop in here I'll, just real quick. Um, I have the Yankee or the A's beating out the Yankees. Um, I just I, I really like this A's team. I really love Billy Bean. I'd like to see him make a run. It's just more of like a me thing rather than what I think will happen. Um, but I don't see many people being the Red Sox team. They're stupid good, and I hate it. So whichever team wins, they're going to run into a buzzsaw, and they're going to get swept by the Red Sox. Okay. Um, I don't disagree with you on the ace pick, and the reason why is because they have the best defense in baseball. They have the best road offense in baseball. Their bullpen is ridiculous, and it's so ridiculous that they're starting a reliever tomorrow. They're starting a reliever. I imagine he'll go two innings, and then they're just going to hop pitchers. I think that's going to keep the Yankees off balance. And I'm a big fan of grit. I don't think the Yankees have grit. That A's team has been grinding since the second half of the season started when they were below 500, and they almost won 100 games. So if you look at it that way, this team's rolling into the playoffs. They're good defensively. They're good on the road offensively. Great matchup. I think they take it. Going into the ALDS with Boston, however, like you said, I think they kind of run into a roadblock. Um, Boston's starting pitching isn't outstanding, but it's good. It's really good. Sale is the best pitcher, arguably, in the postseason right now, just because of his matchups. Um, past that, gets a little more shaky with Price being one of the worst starting pitching in postseason. Um, so you might lose one there. But I think that Boston takes them in four. Red Sox are too good at home. They're too high-powered of an offense. They have two MVPs on their team. It's going to be tough to get past them. Awesome. I uh, also agree with your guys' pick, the A's over uh, the Yankees in that in that uh, wild-card game. And, Ethan, you kind of nail on the head. You know, the A's bullpen is great and it makes up for their lack of their talent in their starting rotation. Like you said, they can throw guy out there for three or four innings and then throw, throw together a, a patchwork six innings and, and get a W. They've been doing it all year. Um, and – where in the postseason, that's where all conventional methods of baseball are thrown out the window. You don't need a guy to go five, six innings as, as your starter. He can throw three to four solid. You bring in a middle reliever that throws two or three solid innings and have your setup man your closer. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And that's why I think the A's beat the Red Sox. Um, the best team in baseball never, rarely ever, wins the World Series, and they always fall flat in the postseason. I've seen it time and time again. I can't see how many times our Cardinals have gone to the postseason as the best as the best team in baseball and fall flat in their face. I see it every single year. The A's are hot, and like I said, they're they're super unconventional. Where and this is a time when unconventional baseball takes over. I have it a series of five. Also to note, the A's are one of the best power hitting teams in baseball in the second half of the year. Um, playing in Fenway will probably help that a little bit with that shortened wall in left field. I know it's the green monster, but um, I, I have A's over Red Sox in five um, just because I don't see the best team in baseball ever making it past that. All right, so let's roll into – we're going to roll right into the NLCS picks that we have. Um, I have. We have the Dodgers versus Brewers. I think all of us do. Ethan, you have that as well, so I'll let you talk first. Yeah, um, Dodgers versus Brewers. I actually have Brewers over the Dodgers. Um, statistically speaking, and when you line this up, 
it makes no sense. If you look at it anyway, Dodgers have better pitching. They have a deeper offense. But I go back to that grit thing. Brewers have been playing their hearts out. They have a close-knit team. They play together. And I think that makes a difference. I know their starting staff isn't outstanding, but their offense is so high-powered. Um, I think they take it. I think they take it in six. And I think they go to the World Series. It'll be the first World Series they've been to since 1982. Um, and then we'll get into that later. But I think they take it in six. All right. Who's your MVP? My MVP. Okay, so I was torn on this one. I, I was torn between the obvious of pitch, picking Yelich and then also picking a lower guy that you won't, wouldn't normally think of and just Lorenzo Cain. I mean, I know he's still a big yeah. power, but I think he'd be a difference maker because a lot of us think of Yelich and we know he's going to produce. But I think Lorenzo Cain has a, bigger, a big series because he's going to face the pitching. He's going to be able to hit the fastball. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go with Cain. I think Cain is the difference maker. I think he wins the – MVP for this series. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm agree with you. I don't think the Dodgers are, are a World Series caliber team this year. Um, I think Milwaukee's going to ride their hot streak um, all the way into the ship. Here we go right here. Here's my hot take. I think Yelich wins MVP. He's going to hit 450-plus in this series. Um, and the Brewers are going to bring out the Champagne in, uh, in five. In five. Five. Wow. Um. Damn, we uh, we have the same exact National League because I have Brewers over Dodgers in six. And kind of like Ethan said, and you said too, Travis, like it doesn't make a lot of sense. But the Brewers, you know, I'm picking for the same reason I picked them in the first round. Their offense is really good right now. They're clicking on all cylinders. And they're arguably the hottest team in the postseason right now. Um, I think they came in on a hot streak. They kind of came out of nowhere. They were in third place, I think, at the beginning of, of September in the Central. And – leapfrog the Cardinals and then ended up beating the uh, Cubs in that playing game to take the division. Um, my MVP is also going to be Christian Yelich. I think he hits 404 dingers, takes home those uh, MVP honors uh, and uh, Brewers over Dodgers in six going to the world series. So, yeah. Okay. And you're right about them being hot. They won eight games in a row going into the postseason, including that game yesterday. Damn. That's crazy. I didn't know that. See, that's, that's why I brought him on for uh, Ethan, our, our Major League Baseball correspondent, to throw out stats like that that I would never even know. Salute. Exactly. All right. Uh, so let's, let's roll on into the ALCS. I had Astros versus Red Sox. I think we all did again, nope. right? I have, I have Indians and A's. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, so me and Ethan both have Astros versus Red Sox. Ethan, I'll let you go. Okay. Um, I have, and I, I do hate to say it because I didn't want to see a back-to-back -back, uh, World Series appearance for Houston, but I have them in seven. And the reason I have them in seven is because, one, they're road warriors. Like I said before, they have the most road wins this year since the Mariners in 2001, and that team won 116 games. So just showing that how many road wins they had this year. Um, also, Starting pitching splits are just better overall than Boston's once you get past sale. And I think it's a tough series. It's going to be a, a – I struggled between thinking it would be a defensive or an offensive series because they're both high-powered offenses. They both have a good starting staff. I just think it's going to balance itself out. We might see some games where it's one to nothing. We might see some games where it's six to five. But overall close, and I think they overtake them in seven. Uh, for my ALCS MVP, I have Garrett Cole. So he's going to be most likely their second – like game two pitcher, he'll end up getting two starts when they go seven, and I think he wins both. I think he shuts down the Red Sox offense, and they end up taking it in seven. Damn. All right. That was a deep dig, man. I like it. It was. 
Um, so I um, think that the Strohs pitching can um, shut down the Red Sox. I really do. Um, they have those top three guys and Furlander, Cole, and Keuchel. Um, and I hate to see repeats in the championship game, but whatever. To keep a filthy Boston team out of the fucking World Series, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick it. It's fine by me. I'm going to go Astros in seven. Um, you said seven, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, so yep. we had the same thing there. And the MVP is none other than your Alex Bregman. He might go off for five or six home runs. Who knows, especially in seven games. So that's that's my pick. I like that pick. Nice. So going off that, I have a totally different ALCS. I have the Indians and the A's, um, two uh, underdog teams that really no one has given a shot to make it to this point. But I think they're both they're both chippy. They're both scrappy teams. Um, like I kind of said earlier, um, both kind of play unconventional baseball, and that's what kind of dominates in the postseason. And I'm going to have the Indians over the A's in seven, just based on experience alone. I think this would be a fun series to watch. I hope it happens. It'd be a blast to watch the A's and the, and the Indians go at it. Um, but just based on experience alone, you know, they're there in 2016, and they should have beat the fucking Cubs. They didn't do it in the World Series. And then they were at, in the ALCS last year and ended up losing to the Astros in 2017. So this will be their third straight ALCS in a row. I think just based on that experience, they're able to kind of out-muscle the A's. I love the A's. I love Billy Bean Ball. Um, I love Money Ball. But it doesn't get it done. Indians over A's in seven. I think the ALCS, the ALCS MVP is going to be Josh Donaldson. You know, that midseason trade is going to pay off for them huge. He's going to bat for about 350, hit about three dingers, and then also get about nine RBIs in the process in an explosive offensive series. Um, because of that patchwork rotation that kind of both of them, I think, are going to take the approach of using. Um, so it'll be a fun one. Indians over A's and seven. ALCS MVP is Josh Donaldson going on to the World Series. All right, let's go to our World Series picks. Um, I know me and Ethan had the same one, Astros versus Brewers. Jared had a little bit different. We all had the Brewers in it, though. Um, so, Ethan, Astros, Brewers, what you got? Yeah, so I went completely off the book this one. Um, I know a lot of people are going to like it. Other people are going to hate it. But I chose the Brewers over the Astros in five. And my biggest reason for that is that heart and hustle that I was describing earlier with the Brewers, their grit, their gritting and grinding, their grit and grinders, baby. Uh, <laughs> they're going up against a good starting rotation, I know. But they have a high-powered offense, like I said. They're going to take chances on the bases. They're going to they're try to steal some bases. they got a pretty fast team. Um, I just think they, they pull it off. We've seen teams in the past, like the Cardinals in 2006, when they were just an 83-win team. They were a wild-card team, and they came in, and they pulled it off against a way better Detroit Tigers team. Same thing in 2011. Um, not necessarily wild-card teams, but underdogs nonetheless won the series. We've seen teams do it in the past. I think it happens here. All right. Ethan likes the NL Central while our underdogs. Um, so I'm going to go ahead, and this is our first disagreement of the entire postseason picks. The more I looked at it, the harder I found it um, for someone other than the Red Sox beating the Astros. So I figure if they make it to the championship, there's no way an NL team wins. Their pitching is just locked down. And, I mean, with those three pitchers, they're going to win the first three games. It's going to be tough to come back from that. And I say Astros in five. World Series MVP, again, I'm going to give it to him. It's going to be Alex Bregman. Um, with the success at the plate, maybe Verlander if he can throw two absolute gems. What about you, Ethan? What was your uh, MVP? 
Yeah, so this time I did go with the more obvious choice and Christian Yelich. I think that he is the World Series MVP. I think he has a big series against a good starting rotation. Um, he's just going to show out. He's going to do what he's been doing the entire second half. Nearly won a triple crown. Damn near pulled it off. He'll definitely be the MVP in my opinion. So, yeah. All right. All right. So we're all going to three have different World Series picks. Um, obviously, I picked – I had the Indians and the Brewers in the World Series. So – well, that math is Ethan picked the Brewers and Travis picked the Astros. Um, I picked the Indians over the Brewers in five. Um, I, was fine, I, I kind of feel like at, at this point in the playoffs, the Brewers' magic has to run out at some time. Um, it's very hard to sustain what they've done over the course of the second half of the season and then carry that throughout the postseason. I think they'll have enough to get them there, and I think they kind of fall short. And the Indians, really, I kind of picked them, on the, I picked them because I feel like they really – want revenge of, uh, after what happened in 2016, blowing that 3-1 to one lead against the Cubs in the World Series. Going back at the ALCS last year and losing to the Astros and then watching them go on to win the World Series, it's fina- finally their year. Um, and I have Francisco Lindor winning the MVP. Lindor, Lindor. Lindor, Lindor. All right. Well, him winning the MVP, I think he's going to make some great defensive plays. He's really going to flash in the leather um, at, the, at those opportune times. And also being a pest for that Brewers pitching staff, not saying he's going to be – popping home runs left and right, but hitting singles and doubles in the gaps at opportune times, driving in runs. Um, so Indians in five over the Brewers, Francisco Lindor being my World Series MVP. All right, we got Indians, Brewers, and the Astros all winning. Here we go. There's our picks for you guys. We're done with MLB for the week. Um, we're going to move on to our next segment. All right, we're going to go into our di- – our, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> leave it. Leave it. Don't cut it. We're going to go into our – All right. <laughs> fuck it, all right, and I'll do it live. <laughs> fuck it, all right, do it live. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going into our Degenerates Digest of the Week where we pick our three college football, three NFL games, and our locks of the week. We are going to keep our special guest on here this week. Um, we're gonna like to, we're gonna see how our guests pick and compared to us, see if they can beat us. Well, let's let's Ian? let's let's throw some stakes out there. Yeah, if let's Ethan, throw it. Okay. If Ethan has a better record this weekend than both of us, not both either one of us. No, 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 no. I think it has to be both. Both. Okay. We can we can go for both. If Ethan gets a better record than both Travis and myself, then Travis and my Travis and me. Man, I'm kind of tipsy. By the way, guys, I'm drinking this Proper 12 Conor McGregor Irish whiskey. It's delicious. Um, I think if Ethan gets a better record than both of us, we should be subject to punishment. And I think our honorable guest himself should get to pick it. That is fair. To be fair, I'm like the guest that College Game Day brings on. I'm like the Luke <laughs> Bryant of the world. I don't really know what I'm talking about, so we'll see what happens. All right. Oh, yeah, we can – we can, we can see that. We'll have to have him pick a punishment before it actually would happen, though. Um, but, yeah, so speaking of degenerates, Jared's drinking the proper 12. Ethan, what do you got on tap this week? I've got some O'Fallon Brewery pumpkin beer. I'm going with the festive stuff. Coming straight out of St. Louis. I am drinking Paled It, American Pale Ale with the birth of tropical hops by Saugatuck Brewing Co. Sponsor us. That sounds like a nice ad read for anyone that wants to throw out a sponsor. Travis did that. So I was going to say sponsor us. Good. <laughs> I was going to say they didn't even pay me to do that. <laughs> pretty damn good. 
All right, so we're going right. to our first game of the weekend. Another early, first of all, obviously, our three college games, lock of the week for college, three NFL games, lock of the week for NFL. Um, first one on Saturday is going to be another early Big 12 matchup. They really like these 11 a.m. games, don't they? we got number 19, Texas, versus number seven, Oklahoma, in the Cotton Bowl. Um, Texas are eight-point dogs, so it's Oklahoma minus seven. Ethan, as the honorary guest, what do you have? Oklahoma Four minus eight, baby. Hmm? The line change, Oklahoma minus eight. Minus eight. Okay. I said. You said seven and then eight. I said you Texas. You did say seven, sir. Oh, I did? You did. <laughs> wow. Not bad. Oklahoma, Oklahoma minus eight. Horns down. Oklahoma is going to roll this one. I know Texas is ranked. They've had a pretty decent season. Uh, Kyler Murray just looks really good. This Oklahoma offense looks good, just like a Big 12 team should. Um, I think they roll them. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. All right. Um, I got three words for you. Red River Showdown. Okay. Dates all the way back to 1900. I'm going to throw some stats at your ass. Texas leads 61, 46, and 5 in the Red River Showdown. Pretty, pretty large margin, if I do say. And this game hasn't been decided by more than seven points since 2013. So they're due. They're due. They've had Baker Mayfield the last couple of years. I don't think Kyler Murray has enough in him to make the seven-point difference happen. Um, with a decent Texas defense, um, I'm going to take Texas plus eight. I like that pick, Travis. If I would have gone after Ethan, I would have pulled a Lee Corso and said, not so fast, my friend. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I totally agree. Um, besides week one, Texas has looked great. They beat number 22 USC on the road. They beat number 16 TCU. Um, Oklahoma hasn't played a tough game yet on their schedule. They've had a couple of almost no-shows. They played um, – I can't remember if it was like Navy or Army, I think, a couple weeks ago. was playing them pretty tough. Um, I think UT shows up big. It's in the Cotton Bowl. It's in Texas. Uh, both teams are two and three against the spread this year, so no advantage there. I just think Texas. I'm not saying they're going to win. I don't think they'll win. No. Um, but that plus eight is too much to go against. Um, I'm taking Texas plus eight all day. There we go. Easy. You know who you're rooting for in game one. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to our next uh, matchup of the weekend. You got number five, LSU at number 22, Florida. LSU is three point favorites. What you got? Yeah, I had LSU in this one too. I did, I played pretty safe in the college picks. Uh, I do like LSU this year. I haven't seen Florida play at all yet. 
So I don't know how they're playing. Um, I do know that they've moved into the rankings and they've looked good this year. I just haven't personally seen them. I've watched LSU play one game. They looked really good. So I'm going to stick LSU. It's a pretty small uh, spread. So yeah. I'm going to keep LSU at minus three. Yep, I like these. I like these small spreads. Uh, There's not a lot to separate these teams on paper. If you look, their offense, their defense look pretty similar. It's going to come down to strength of schedule for me in deciding this match, um, this matchup, um, and who each team has beaten. Florida, their notable wins, I wouldn't even consider them notable, um, are Tennessee and a very declining Mississippi State team. Um, yeah. While LSU has beaten Miami and Auburn, going to have to go with LSU minus three. Another clean sweep on the board. Um, I'm very high on LSU this year. I think they can potentially knock off Bama if they play their cards right when they do play them. By the way, that game is the first week of November, so circle it on your calendars. But before then, they also have to go and play Georgia next weekend. So I don't. There's no way LSU lets this game get get away from them. They know they have to win it. They want a shot at the SEC at the SEC championship game with Georgia and Bama, Bama coming up on their schedule. Florida is four and one against the spread this year, but. Both LSU and Florida's offensive and defensive numbers are comparable in terms of average yards allowed and average yards they gain on offense. But I think the Tigers go into the swamp. They win by touchdown. So I'm taking Tiger, Tigers minus three. I'm very high on that LSU team this year. And, oh, Coach Olgeron. <laughs> Here we go. Tiger bait, baby. Um, let's move on to our last matchup. Um, Jared picks these every week, by the way. He picked the he put the really oddball one this week for our third one. It is SMU at number 12, UCF. UCF is minus 24, 24-point favorites. What you got for us there? Uh, kind of like you guys don't like big spreads, but uh, really like this big spread. National champions, baby, 2017. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm taking the minus 24. SMU is two and three this year, I believe. Yep. Uh, Already don't have a great record, and I can't imagine they've played a ton of great competition. And UCF is UCF, man. Like I said, they're national champions. They might go back-to-back this year. So, <laughs> UCF minus 24. Hey, they're, they're getting a little credit. They're ranked 12th this year. Um, to, put it, to put it in this standpoint for you, UCF is winning each game by an average of 32 points. Fuck you, dude. No. You took my goddamn stat. I hate you. I hate you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I came up with that on my own. I didn't see it anywhere. Uh, and SMU. I did the math, and it's actually wrong. It's 32 and a half. Okay. It's 32. SMU, when playing ranked opponents, has lost by 30, and they've lost by 25. Both over this spread. UCF has an absolutely incredible offense from what I what they've shown so far. So if they can get rolling, they're going to cover the spread, and, and they're at home, so give me UCF. Yeah, um, the reason why I picked this game is because I was looking through – I looked through all, like, the big matchups every week, and some big ones were, like, Notre Dame again and Stanford. I'm, we've already picked those. We did them last week, so I picked an oddball one. But another reason why I picked it is because I like it. Um, just for the reason Travis said, UCF's average margin of victory this year is 32. Um, they're being at home against an SMU school whose only two wins have come from a one-point win against Navy, who – is always decent, but not a fantastic win by any measure. And they beat Houston Baptist, which is an FCS school. <laughs> um, UCF's offense puts up 582 yards a game, and SMU's defense allows over 400 yards a game. So, by that math, I think UCF may be win by 30 or 40. Um, I think it's going to get ugly, and I'll take yeah. them all day. It should. It should. Um, so, we pretty much only had one pick different, so Ethan's going to be a big Texas fan this weekend. <laughs> 
Oklahoma. No, Oklahoma. Oklahoma fan. Oklahoma, that's what I meant. Sorry, my bad. We're Texas fans, unfortunately. Not really. They can still lose. They just can't lose by more than eight. Yeah, Ethan's big Oklahoma fans. All right. <laughs> We're going to move on to our college football lock of the week. This is his first one on. Let's see how bad he can fail. What do you got? All right, all right, all right. Uh, I literally just said that I don't like big spreads. So, uh, naturally, I picked a big spread. I've got Wisconsin uh, minus 19 over Nebraska this week. Nebraska has just looked abysmal this year. Uh, The Frost era is not looking too hot. And Wisconsin had a pretty tough loss losing to BYU at home. But they're still a good team. I think that was a fluke loss. Kind of like the Purdue loss last year with Mizzou. I think it was just something that was out of the water. Shouldn't have happened. I think they take this game relatively easily. You guys can tell that Ethan is a uh, podcast listener because I picked against Nebraska last week for my lock of the week. So I like I like where you're heading. I like that. So you had Wisconsin minus what was that? Nineteen. 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 Ethan is Wisconsin minus nineteen. Mine, and I hate to do it two weeks in a row for you, but I'm gonna have to pick number thirteen Kentucky at A and M. Kentucky is plus five. Really. At A&M. They're undefeated, ranked 13th, and they're the underdogs. Um, no respect. No respect. Yeah, it's hard to see them at an underdog to me at this point, which, they, I mean, given they could lose this game, but plus five, their defense is holding true to their abilities. They haven't let up more than 20 points in the game. They can stop the pass. A&M stops the run, though. Um, so I can see it being a low-scoring game. But I don't see Kentucky losing by more than five if they even do lose. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, my lock of the week, I'm going to go with an ACC matchup, the most boring football conference in the country right now. Um, but it's Syracuse minus four at Pittsburgh. Um, 11.20 a.m. Central time for those of you that want to tune into that for whatever fucking reason. Um, anyway, Syracuse <laughs> is 4-0-1 against the spread this year. They're a sneakily good team. Travis and I are watching them play Clemson last week, and they very easily could have won. They could be 5-0 and right now, but they're 4-1. Yeah. and Um and uh, like I said, you know, that's a game they could have won. Pitt is just straight up bad. They got thumped by that UCF team we just talked about. They've only beaten Albany and Georgia Tech. I think the Georgia Tech one was by like four or five points. They are one and four against the spread this year. So lock it in. Syracuse minus four at Pittsburgh. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so there we go right there, uh, ladies and gents. Um, yeah, there's our picks for the college football. Look out for those. I think they're really good. So here's the uh, NFL picks that we have coming up for you. We, we always do the Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night games. Um, take with it what you will. The Thursday night game, we got Colts at Pats. Pats minus 10 and a half. What do you got for us, Ethan? Guess first. I have the Colts covering their spread. Don't have them winning, but I do have them covering the spread. It's 10 and a half. It's a decent size spread. I know there's a good chance they're going to be missing T.Y. Hilton. But the Colts haven't looked terrible this year. Their record doesn't reflect it, but they don't look that bad. Um, They suffered a tough loss this past weekend going for it on fourth down. Um, I like that, though. I like the fact that they didn't want to settle for a tie. But tough loss, but they've looked decent. They've looked pretty good. I think they cover. Give me Colts. All right. Um, And it's in Foxborough. Always a tough place to win, at least kind of spread by. The Pats have won one game by more than 10 and a half, and that was this past week against the Miami team. They looked absolutely atrocious, terrible performance on offense. 
Um, they had New England had the ball the whole time, the, and the Colts have lost one game by more than ten and a half points, um, and that was eleven points against Cincy. Uh, I, I'd see the Pats leading the whole game, probably more than eleven at points, but I think the Colts close it at the end to cover Indy plus ten and a half. Wah, wah. Um, <laughs> I am going to go Pats minus 10.5 for the exact reasons you guys said. Um, Colts coming off what I call would call an atrocious loss at the 0-3 Houston Texans. They should be 0-4 yeah. right now. That was a bad loss no matter how you, no matter how you look at it. Pats look like they may be back. Um, everyone always kind of has that knee-jerk reaction about the Pats in September. Like, are they going to be good? Are they going to be bad? Um, you know, this is the finally the year of the Brady Belichick era is over, and they always come back with a huge win at the end of September. Unfortunately, it's at the hand of our Miami Dolphins. Um, but you know, it, it's in Foxborough. It's a short week. It's hard to prepare for New England on a six-day week, let alone a three-day week. Um, I think the Pats are going to win by two or three scores, so I'm going to take them minus ten and a half. All right, there we go. You heard it there. Um, here we'll move on to our next primetime matchup, Sunday Night Football. Cowboys and Texans. Um, Texans are a three-point favorite. Snooze fest of the week. What do you got, Ethan? I actually do have the Texans at minus three. I don't like the Cowboys' offense this year. I love Zeke. Everything else about that offense is awful. Um, they look better this past weekend, and that's mostly because Zeke 240 scrimmage yards is most like the highest total he's had yet since he got to the NFL. Um, Dak looked better, but I still don't see them beating this Texans team. Also hasn't been great, but I think their offense picks it up. Deshaun Watson gets rolling. He's coming back off that injury. Still feeling himself out, but he's figuring it out. I think that they cover the spread, and I think they win this week. All right. Yep. Um, and you hate to see it. Like, this is a dog shit Sunday night matchup. Unless you have a fantasy player in this matchup, you're probably not going to watch it. Unless you're one of them bandwagon Cowboys fans. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to see Houston as a favorite at one and three, but they just came off a win. Um, Houston has a pretty good run defense. So uh, I'm going to have to give it to Houston here minus three. Uh, you got Sean Lee out. For the Cowboys, Travis, Travis Frederick is out for the Cowboys, so I don't see Zeke averaging that many yards for carry. Give me Houston minus three at home. Man, we are not agreeing on these NFL picks at all, are we? Um, I'm going to go Cowboys plus three. I think the Houston Texans are bad. I don't think they're good by any stretch of the measure. Um, I think that also shows how bad the Colts are last week. They lost to them. They should be 0-4, like I said. Zeke's leading the league in rushing yards with 4-26. and Nearly 100 more than Gurley. He's having a great year. Um, Houston's run D is pretty good. They're 10th in the NFL. I still think it's enough to kind of offset that. Um, I think the Cowboys win and cover. Um, so, obviously, if they win, they'll cover. Uh, I'll get, <laughs> take the Cowboys plus three all day. All right. Well, Houston – or the Cowboys are missing your starting center, so we'll see what happens there. Um, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the Cowboys offense, like Ethan said. We're agreeing a lot, and it kind of scares me. Don't um, <laughs> Let's move on to our Monday night matchup. We have the Redskins at New Orleans Saints. Saints are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Take it away. Yep. A couple of uh, factors leading me to this pick. Saints are going to cover their six-and-a-half, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, Drew Brees is 206, I believe, pass yards away from breaking the all-time record. He's lying if he doesn't know that. 
Um, he's going into this game, and he's looking to break that record this game. Um, also, they're getting Mark Ingram back, and that's a big addition. I don't care what anybody has to say about Kamara. Obviously, he's really good, but having Ingram back just makes them that much better. That duo was unbelievable last year, and it's going to continue. Their offense is going to explode. Give me Saints. Give me Saints to score 40-plus this week. Yeah. No. Yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I agree. Saints and Falcons both have just been putting up fucking points. Saints, Falcons, and Rams. Um, the Redskins G has been promising though, but I don't think they're good enough to stop New Orleans at home. Ingram, like you said, Ingram's coming back this week. Um, I, I think that's just another another factor of they're not really going to know what to prepare for um, with adding him to the offense because who knows what they're going to do this year. It's not going to be the same as last year because Kamara's just been crazy. Um, so like you said, I'm going to have to take the Saints minus six and a half. It might be close coming into it. Um, coming down to the wire, but I think the Saints take it. Again, we finally agree. Um, I'm, I also have the Saints at six and a half, minus six and a half. Um, they're, they're quietly one of the best teams in the NFL. I feel like the Saints every year, no one talks about them, and they're always one of the better teams just because Drew Brees is literally going to be the all-time passing yards leader, like Ethan said. Um, if it weren't for a fluke week one loss to the Bucks, which it now is looking more and more like a fluke every single week, they could be 4-0. Um, the Saints have a very good run defense, fourth in the NFL, and that is going up against a very, very lackluster, aging Washington Redskins run de- uh, running offense with Adrian Peterson. They're 18th in the NFL. That's a good matchup. Um, it's a primetime game. The Dome's a very tough place to play. Never count out Drew Brees and in primetime at home. The really kind of the only thing that, that kind of throws me off, though, is that Washington is coming off a of bye week. So they've had two weeks to prepare for it. But I like Mark Ingram being thrown into it, which is why I'm going to take the Saints at six and, minus six and a half. I think they'll, like Ethan said, they'll put up at least 35 points um, yeah. in, that, in that game. Take I the agree. over. Take the over in that game. Hammer the over. Yeah, I agree too. The same, you, said, you mentioned something about the Saints' run defense being good, but their pass defense is just not. It's not yeah. great, but what does Washington have? Jordan Reed. No, that's what I'm saying. Like they're, they're, they're not that great either, so that's why we all took the Saints – um, let's move on into our locks of the week. Ethan's first NFL lock of the week. What do you got? Yep. Um, give me Broncos over Jets. Uh, it's just a one point spread. They're actually the underdog. Um, at home to a, to an extent Broncos is an underdog one point, but they look 
pretty good against the Chiefs this week. They held them to a lower score than I could have imagined. They've been pretty good all year. Should have won. Haven't, yeah. The Jets just haven't looked good. Um, They look promising, but they don't look good. Their running is just awful. Isaiah Crowell, that Bilal Powell mixture, just not working. Um, So I think Broncos are winning this game. So that one-point spread means nothing to me. Is it in Denver or in New York? I think it's in New York. Yeah. That's a good one, though. I like it. I think the, the Broncos are, are... So it's essentially a pick them. You're picking the Broncos to win, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Unless they tie, it's the only way you lose. Right. I think, I think the Broncos are a little undervalued this year. They, they've shown that they have pretty pretty decent team. So I like that. I mean, their, um, their pass rush is insane, right? Their pass rush is... Um, what, Von Miller, Shane Ray, and didn't they draft that one kid? Yeah, Nick... Uh, Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to cut you off there, Travis. I, I, I thought no, you're good. I was I I was getting ready to just roll into my lock of the week, which is fine. I like Ethan's. Ethan's is good. He's he's got some solid picks. A lot on my side. I'd like to see it. Records indicate that those are going to be good for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Can- Jared's Kansas shirt will tell you that. Well, let's move on into my lock of the my lock of the week. I had the Titans at the Buffalo Bills. The Titans are minus three and a half. Um, I mean, they're on the up and up. The Titans are on the up and up. And it may not seem like it. Yeah, Mariota's fucking clicking elbow. Like <laughs> Henry Rowengardner out there. But they're, 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 they're ever can't off. be straight, so. Yeah. Um, they're pulling off. If Mariota gets hurt now, they, they will be fucked. But uh, – and the Titans haven't won a game by more than three points this whole season, which kind of makes me nervous. Um, but the the Bills had their one lucky week against the Vikings. I don't see them having it again. Um, yeah, give me the give me the Titans here minus three and a half. That's my luck. I actually almost picked that game too. Same, I did too. But um, I went I went on a different route just because I cannot see this team falling to one and four, and I think they're going to win. It's the Falcons plus three at the Steelers. Um, the Falcons, there's no way, like I said, there's, they are a good team. Yeah. Like, I think they can make, still make the playoffs, even though uh, the stats aren't in their favor from starting at one and three. Um, I don't see them falling to one and four. The Steelers are just bad. Let's go ahead and call it out there. The Big Ben era is over. I think it's time to move on. Uh, I've, I honestly think Cleveland's getting better at the right time because everyone in that division is yeah. kind of going to be falling off. That's beside the point. Um, like I said, I think we all saw that Sunday night in Baltimore or against Baltimore when Baltimore just came in there and kicked the living shit out of the Steelers, honestly. <laughs> um, the Falcons plus three, I like it all day. Yeah, me too. The uh, I don't think the Steelers know what the fuck they're doing on offense at this point. It looks terrible. Lev Bell's got to be like, fucking right. Well, the thing that sucks too is that James Conner, his, his morale's dropped now that he knows Le'Veon Bell's coming back week eight. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So you got that going for him. Um, I almost wanted to bet the over of that game because the Falcons have just been putting up points. The only reason why I almost picked the over in the game as my lock, the reason why I didn't is because it's in Pittsburgh. And that's it's in Pittsburgh, and it's 57 and a half. And I, don't, I honestly, after last week, I don't see Pittsburgh putting up 25. No, and, the, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, I can see Atlanta putting up 40 and Pittsburgh putting up like 10 or 15. Yeah, it's, I like that. I like all three of those picks. Um, so we got we got some good quality this week. So that's about that about does it for our degenerates digest. We have a little bit of a trending topic 
Big news coming for you from the UFC this week. Conor McGregor versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. Um, yeah, that's so right. Just, uh, just so you guys are, are – for those of you that are, don't know us all that well and just listen kind of casually, um, Travis and I and even Ethan, when he lived with us, we are big UFC guys. We bought every McGregor fight that has ever come on. Me and Travis buy every Woodley fight that's on, every Cody Garbrandt fight that's on. Um, so we actually are pretty knowledgeable to UFC. And I think it's – everyone's kind of arguing about it, but I think it's the biggest fight in UFC history by leaps and bounds. Um, Conor McGregor is the most polarizing guy in sports. I feel like he can sell a um, – you know, somebody of dying of thirst. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but he can sell any, anybody anything. Um, he's going to have his proper 12 whiskey on the canvas, sign an eight-fight deal. Um, and for those of you that don't know, he's an underdog in this, in this matchup. And I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I feel like it's easy money. What, yeah. Conor McGregor to win? Conor McGregor's an underdog. Yeah, Conor McGregor to win. That's easy money. I mean, I like it, but let me, I just want to throw this at you. Ethan, I don't know if you did any research on this or not. Um, but here, I'm just going to give this breakdown for you. Khabib's unde- Khabib is undefeated. Um, he's really good, and I hate to say it, but he's dangerous. He has 26 wins. He has eight knockouts, eight submissions. And ten by decision, so he wins. He wins a lot by decision. Yeah, but okay. so so can I can I counter that point real quick? So if you go and look at his UFC fights, he's only fought one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten fights in the UFC, and he has only won one, two, three, four of those by submission or knockout. So okay. his stats are very skewed. He's also fought nobody. His biggest opponent was Rafael Dos Anjos, um, and that was back in 2014. That's his biggest win. If you look at it, he, it's not that impressive. And everyone's saying, Conor hasn't fought since UFC 205. Well, Khabib was on that card as well. We all watched that fight at our house. Khabib was on that card as well. He's only fought twice since then. So he hasn't really had have a lot big advantage in that aspect either. All right. Yeah, I feel you there. But still, given he's he's undefeated in his in his MMA career, eight KOs, eight submissions, ten of them by decision. So that's quite a bit. And he's not going to knock Conor McGregor out. We all know that by any means. But the thing that scares me is if he gets him on the ground, he he is more than likely to lose, especially in the late rounds. Conor has lost three fights all by submission. We, so. And all three of us watched that Nate Diaz fight when he first – Yes, that's what I'm saying. If yeah. he gets tired, he's done for. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that concerns me too. But let me tell you, boys. I got to tell you something. We're going to win. We're going to knock him out in the first fucking round. You got nothing <laughs> on me. That's fucking Khabib. I don't even know where he's from. So that's all I got for you. I didn't do a ton of research. But I will tell you that I'm a huge McGregor fan. Uh, fly the Irish flag, baby. Let's go. Hell yeah. I like it. Yeah, I think I just think it's I mean, Connor's not gonna lose his first fight, come back to UFC. Um I think Khabib, I don't know if you guys watched that press conference. Connor did act kind of stupid and did look kind of drunk. Um, but Khabib like doesn't have any like mental warfare. Like he doesn't have he's not affecting Connor in the mental game as much as Connor's affecting him. Like Khabib's saying, Oh, let's wrestle, let's wrestle, let's wrestle. That's fine and dandy. But if you can't Connor's takedown defense is actually pretty good. Um, we saw that against Nate Diaz the second time around. So if Connor knows that if all Khabib can do is wrestle, because if you guys seem to be punch, 
I, I'm pretty sure my mother can throw a faster punch, a faster right <laughs> hook than you can. His like left, his right hook is entirely slow. Connor can Connor can counter that. We all know Connor's a good like counter striker. Um, so I think Connor's going to catch. I'm I'm calling it right now. He's not going to do a first round knockout like Connor said. <laughs> um, I think if it makes it past the second round, like Travis said, Connor's in trouble. I can see Connor catching him on a counter punch and catch him on the jaw and the, late in the second and then getting on top of him and just kind of finish him with some flurries and the ref will stop it. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of things that people don't think about either is that his, even though it was short, his short stint in boxing, I think that helped his stamina. I know a lot of people don't think about that because he did get tired in that fight, but I think within the trainings, everything like yeah. that, I think his stamina improved. And I think that it might show in this fight. I agree. I totally agree. I just think that he needs to, he needs to lay off the cocky game for a little bit. I mean, we've all we've seen that he's been cocky. He was cocky against Mayweather, lost. Cocky against Diaz, first time lost. Cody Garbrandt, was cocky against um, T.J. Dillasaw, twice lost. So he needs he needs to go in there with a clear mind. And I think to be fair, it. I think I think Cody Garbrandt's kind of trying to copy McGregor. Stop. Which is the problem? They need to worry about fighting instead of all their talk. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think if he can, I think he definitely has it in him. We'll see. I guess we'll find out here in about five days. But we're all rooting for McGregor. We think he can do it. There's a lot of downside if he doesn't. Or if plus he, plus one thirty is are the odds by the way right now. So if you're a McGregor fan, you can take that root for him. Throw something through the wall if he loses. <laughs> Put a hole yeah. in the table. That's about exactly. it. But. We uh, we hope you uh, enjoyed this episode with our special guest. I know it's a little longer than usual, but we'll see his picks. Thank you, Ethan, for coming on and joining us. We will have you on in the near future. Thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. Um, it's always fun to talk sports, regardless of the sport. So, for Thank sure, you. look look forward, look for our picks, his picks. See who wins. I'm sure you're going to be rooting against us for that punishment this upcoming week. But we will see you next week on Two Drunk Brothers and the Podcast. Yep, we'll see you guys next week. Um, we're actually going to Cincinnati this weekend to watch our Dolphins for the Bengals. So next week's episode may be a little bit shorter, which is why we are okay. Yep, fins up like Ethan's doing right now. You guys can't see it. Um, but we next week's episode will probably be a little bit shorter, which is why we're okay with giving you a little bit of an extended um, podcast this go around. So follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and subscribe to us on SoundCloud and uh, Apple Podcast. Still working on that Spotify game, trying to figure that out, but hopefully get that to you soon. So, peace. See you again. Follow, follow this man at real E underscore short. See you next week.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 